Thank you for joining us for this week's 908 message. 908 is a contemporary, student-led ministry based out of Concordia St. Paul. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We hope you join us some Wednesday night and are blessed through the words of our speaker. All right, so I know we just prayed, but we're going to go pray one more time. All right, never too much of that. All right, what's up, God? Um, thank you for just a beautiful day. Um, time for gathering and just worshiping you and, and who you are and, and your love and what you've done for us. Um, thank you for some beautiful people sitting here in front of me. Um, and I just ask that you bless the words that come out of my mouth and people hear them. And we pray. Amen. So before I start, I, uh, well, well, first, my name is Ryan Barnett. Um, hey, hey guys. Um, I used to be a slide guy here, and Dylan up there is running the slides, and just like all the other, there you go, just like all the other positions that go on at 908, they could not happen as smoothly or sometimes even at all without that guy. So if you guys on three say, no oh, clap, that's good. I love you, buddy. Um, sorry if that was embarrassing for you, Dylan. Um, so, me, I, like I said, my name's Ryan. I am from Boise, Idaho. Woo! Nobody. All right, hey, there's one. Dylan again. There we go. Dylan for two. Um, I am a senior here, soon to be super senior. Woo! 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 I take pride in that, even though some people might not. Um, and... I am a theology major, so yes, I'll be doing this full time, um, eventually. And one thing you may not know about me is I am weird. Like, like I'm, I'm pretty weird. My girlfriend calls it a good weird, but, you know, more power to you, right? Um, and uh, when I was little, in middle school, high school age, I was bullied because of it, just like most people, because like, hey, you're not normal, like, you don't fit in, let's, you know, let's, let's make fun of them. Um, so that was interesting, but I soon found out, um, well, figured out, I should say, that I didn't want to be normal, um, that I'm like, I don't want to be like everybody else, I want to be remembered, and all that stuff. So I was like, all right, let's be weird, soak it up. Um, and. But prior to that, I was so caught up in what I looked like I, and what people thought of me and, and what um, just the words that came out of my mouth, what my hair looked like, you know, how I, how, how I looked, how I dressed, um, found my identity in, in, in sports or just, just things like that, just things that, of this world that we frankly shouldn't find our identity in. Um, but yeah, and so the first thing I want to share with you guys is a story from 1 Samuel chapter 16, and it is, comes directly before the David and Goliath story. And it's um, God comes to Samuel, a prophet of the Lord, and he says, hey, um, I have a new king in mind for Israel. Uh, Saul is not, he's not my dude anymore. I want, I want someone else. Uh, I have someone in mind. And so he's like, okay, so I want you to go down to Bethlehem and go to this man named Jesse. And, I, and one of his sons is who I have in mind. Samuel's like, okay. So he goes down there, and he finds this man named Jesse. He says, hey, I, I, I want, God has told me that one of your sons is to be the next king of Israel. And so he's like, okay. So he, he brings all of his sons and presents them to, um, 
to Samuel because Samuel has to anoint the son. But the thing is, is God doesn't tell Samuel who, which one it is. He's like, oh, it's not. He's like, oh, it's David. No, he's like, well, I'll tell you. And so he presents his, his oldest first, and Samuel walks up, and Samuel's like, oh, this dude looks like Captain America. This has to be it. God's like, nope, it's not him. His name is Eliab. The second one comes forward. His name is, um, I hope I don't butcher this, but it's Abinadab. And he's like, next, next best thing. He's the next one. It has to be it. God's like, nope. Next, four, next oldest comes forward. He's the next best, next best thing. Like, hey, he has to be it. His name is Shema. Nope. And eventually goes down the line, seven sons in total, and then gets to the end, and, and he's just like, well, where's the last one? And he looks at Jesse and he's like, is this all your sons? And he's like, well, no. There's the runt out back, tending the sheep. <laughs> and the Hebrew actually translates out to runt. But <laughs> um, if you want to use that definition. But, and he's like, well, go fetch him. He's like, okay. So he comes back in. I just want to take a side note real quick. I think this is hilarious. You got names like Eliab, Abinadab, Shema, and then in walks Dave. <laughs> Like, where did that happen along the part of the line down the line? Like, here, here's Dave. Like, okay, cool, thanks. Thanks, God. But, so David walks in, and, and, and God's like, that's him. Anoint him. So Samuel anoints him. And um, God did huge things through David. He was, a, he was a kid. Not what anyone thought he would look like. He was a kid. And it was... God did huge things with him, regardless of what he looked like. And in verse 7, when uh, Jesse presented Eliab, the oldest son, um, Samuel was like, this has to be him. And in verse 7, God says, he tells him no. And he, he says, uh, the, Lord said, the Lord said to Samuel, looks aren't everything. Don't be impressed with his heights, uh, with his height or looks. God judges persons differently than humans do. Men and women look at the face God looks into the heart. So God doesn't look if your makeup's on point or, you know, if, you know, you, your hair's sticking up somewhere, like, hey, he has cool Nikes on. No, he, he looks at your heart. He looks at who you are when he, when he looks at you. I think there's great joy to find in that, the fact that he doesn't look at me like, hey, your hair's a little weird. <laughs> Whatever. But, and then another person you can look at is, is, is Jeremiah. He was known as the weeping prophet. Um, he was, nobody liked him. He was a failure. And he just, but God still used him for big things. Um, so, and I, I think he just used him for huge things. He was a major prophet, book, biggest book in the Bible. Um, so yeah, so looks aren't everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this tonight. Some people are like, oh, like your looks, like authenticity, what, what does that have to do with anything? Like, that's kind of cliche. Like, don't, don't care what people think about you. Well, it consumes so much of us, and it consumes what seems like three-quarters of our lives, and like what we talk about, or like what we think about, and what we fill our heads with. Um, and we find our identity in, in things when we shouldn't find identity in those things. Um, one other thing I want to I talk about is a story when I was little. Um, you know, uh, guys, you might ask your older brothers this, girls, you might um, ask your older sisters this, or guys might ask your sisters, girls might ask your brothers, whatever. Um, I was walking to school one day and with my brother, he's two years older than me, and I was like, hey, how do I get a girl to like me? 
sounds like a loaded question, but um, <laughs> in, in, I, knowing my brother, I thought he was going to give me some stupid response, just mess with me, like, oh, grow your hair out or something. But he told me, he's like, just be yourself. Just be yourself. And, and I think that translates, and you can put that into any, any walk of life. Just, just be yourself. Be authentically you. Don't be someone else. Um, and then uh, in an interview with Nav Press, how many of you guys know who Eugene Peterson is? Have I raised a hand? Anybody? Has anyone ever heard of the message? It's a paraphrase of the Bible. He, he, he paraphrased that. Um, he didn't write it. He paraphrased it. And um, he, in an interview with Nav Press, they, they, they produce a lot of Bibles, but he was talking with them, and he starts off, the first thing he starts talking about is this kingfisher. The kingfisher is a bird, if you don't know that. Um, this kingfisher, he lives in Montana. It would, it would, it visited that summer, and it, it, every morning he would sit on, on his deck drinking coffee, and it would find a spot on a tree, and it would, it would wait for a fish. And it would dive in, look for a fish, wouldn't find anything, come out, land on the branch, wait for another fish. Dive in, go find a fish, wouldn't find it. Leonard Branch, and he said one day he started counting how many times it took that kingfisher to catch a fish. And he said he counted 37 times that it, count, it took him to finally catch a fish. And he's like, he's the kingfisher. Like, that's insane. And I think as, as, as people, we, we, we turn to, to books and, 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 and videos and seminars and how to be yourself, like how to be someone that you really want to be that is going to be successful or, or whatever. And we don't look at who we are because we think who we are is not enough. Um, and we think, well, who, who I really am is not working. It's not going to work. Well, how many times have you tried? 37? And it's, just keep, keep trying until you finally figure out yourself. And, Good things come to those who wait. Um, authenticity, in, in, in my opinion, is um, it is content to be yourself and not be anybody else. There's been no one like you since the foundation of the world. No one like Brad. No one like Noah. No one like Eben. And I did not say Eben. No one like Nick, Tom, Tasha, Maria, and anybody else in here. You're stuck with yourself. And you, Gage, too. I see you looking at me. <laughs> You're stuck with yourself. So learn about yourself. That's what we're doing. You're not creating this facade of, 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 of whatever. You're figuring yourself out. And you're finding your identity in the cross and the person who was strung up on the cross. Because the church, at its best, encourages us to truly be ourselves and not be anybody else. And I, myself, talking to you, I don't have it figured out. I got a lot of figuring out to do about me, myself. And so I'm not coming to you standing as someone who's perfect, has myself figured out. Yeah, I'm weird, and yeah, I don't care what people think about me. For the most part, I got some still hashing out to do, but it's something that consumes us all. And like I said earlier, it consumes us all, and it sounds super cliche to talk about, but it really does. If you think about it, how much time of your day do you spend thinking about if, if oh, I hope, this, hope people walking around think I look cool or, you know, whatever, I run fast or I don't know. 
anything. Um, and I want to go back to um, the Bible verse I read right before this. Uh, Psalm 31, verses 19 through 20. Um, I have a little bit of a different translation, but it, it, it says, How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. You hide them in the shelter of your presence, safe from those who conspire against them. You shelter them in your presence, far from accusing tongues. So finding refuge and comfort and, and, and identity in, in, in God and, and, and the gospel and what he's done for you. Because your protection doesn't come from how well you can do something. It, it, it comes from him. Um, and people will, like I said earlier, will ridicule you for being who you are. And that's okay. At the end of the day, they're not judging you. God judges you. Um, one last thing I want to end with is um, my... By far my favorite Bible verse of all time. Um, and it, it's Hebrews 12, 2. And, and what it says is, um, this, uh, for the joy that was set before him, he, end he endured the cross despite the shame. And the joy is all of you and me and anyone else. The joy is us. And it, it says he, he, he saw joy before him. He, he didn't see he wasn't content. He wasn't like, oh, yeah, they're good enough. I'll die for them. He's like, no, he was joy. He saw joy. Like, that's a pretty concrete word, if, you, if I say so myself. It's a lot more concrete than happiness. He saw joy in you. He saw joy in who you are and how you love him and how you love others. And not in the fact that, hey, he's got some pretty cool hair or whatever. Like, yeah, he's really good at that sport or she, she is, she's, she's beautiful or anything like that. It's... He sees joy in who you are and how you, how you treat others and, 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 and how you live out your life and, and, and your walk of faith. Um, yeah. And so that ends my message. So if you guys will pray with me real quick, and then I believe we'll go on into a time of prayer. Um, hey, God. Um, thank you for just just the cross. Thank you for the cross and, and justifying us and forgiving us. Um, we thank you for your unwavering love um, for us. Um, thank you for this community here at CSP and, and what you're doing through it and what you have done through it and what you continue to do through it. Thank you for seeing so much joy in, in who we are. Um, and I want to thank you for each and every person in this room tonight um, because they really do bring smiles to everyone's faces, whether they know it or not. Here, let me pray. Amen. All right. I believe we'll go into a time of prayer. So if you guys want to go ahead and
branch off, do your thing, whatever you do, groups, individual, whatever. Go ahead. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Go in peace.